Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. We have a guest today from one of our member companies who's been a member for a long time and really a company that has a long history. DeLong Steel has a great sales engineer named Tanner Gennenbacher, and Tanner is our guest today. So Tanner, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lynn. I appreciate it. Well, Tanner, let's talk about how you got to be a uh, sales engineer for DeLong's. How did that happen? How'd you get into this seat? kind of a long road i'll kind of start back in college i did an internship with occi occi is uh they're a bridge builder out of fulton missouri Mm -hmm. um they do a lot of railroad work it was my last summer in mizzou engineering school going into my senior year um and i was down in memphis tennessee working on a uh river walk crossing there Mm -hmm. that connects memphis to west memphis arkansas and uh kind of showed me my love for heavy civil and bridge building and being part of large structures so uh, after graduating mizzou engineering i went on to get a job with massman construction out of overland park kansas and spent a year in the estimating office kind of bidding jobs and looking at it from the numbers perspective and then did an emergency job in the state of Louisiana for a couple months and then moved to Louisiana, Missouri. I was part of the Champ Clark Bridge oh, project. Oh, okay. Great project. Uh, yeah. AGC of America award-winning mm-hmm. Build America project. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was one of Illinois DOT's first design build projects they were part of. So mm-hmm. kind of groundbreaking in that aspect. And then there was a position that came open at DeLong's for a structural engineer. So started on board back in 2018. And I did kind of uh, some design, connection design, house beam design, that kind of stuff. And then about a year after I was here, a sales position came open, and so I uh, I took it. And uh, I've been there for about four years now. And DeLong's has quite a long history themselves, don't they? Yes. Yeah, we were founded in 1944 as a blacksmith and welding shop. One thing we always joke with people is we did $50 of business in the first month. <laughs> <laughs> so we've come a long way. Got to start way. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they do have a long history. You know, we were incorporated in 1947. We started doing, like, building steel and eventually got into, like, the long-span joist industry. We were JSI members for the longest time. In 1949, we fabricated our first steel bridge, so broke into that sector. And fun fact, Missouri was home to the world's first ever steel bridge. Really? Where is it? I think it's up in Glasgow. Everything before then was cast to wrought iron, and so that was the first steel bridge. Interesting. Yeah, so made sense to put a steel fab shop right here in the home of the Brilliant first. Brilliant move. Yeah. Yeah, so our founders knew what they were doing. They all say better than $50 a month. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So, uh, But, yeah, so we started doing bridges and joists. Actually opened up our Sedalia facility in 1964. Um, just to kind of alleviate some of the pressures we had here at our Jeff City office. Then that joist market kind of diminished, and then we converted to a big-time bridge fabricator, I guess, at that point in time. 1980, we became members of AISC, 
And then about 2011, we expanded into the railroad market. And so you can see we've had continued growth ever since we were founded. And those are railroad bridges then also? Yes. Yeah. Massive railroad bridges. Yeah. So really, the bridge market has been the primary focus for a lot of what you do in your fab shops? Yeah. So to this day, about 90% of our business is bridge oriented. So DOTs, railroads. The other 10% is our miscellaneous items, bearings, expansion joints, building steel, commercial side. Mm -hmm. But yeah, our what we say is our bread and butter is our bridge aspect. Now, what percentage of the bridge market is steel bridges versus concrete or precast concrete or other materials? What percentage of the bridge market does go with steel? So for the state of Missouri, it's about 4% steel, 96% concrete. And that kind of jives with a national average. Um, there was a study done in 2021, and I think it was about 15% steel, 85% concrete. Is that national. nationally? Yeah. So nationally, it's about 15%. Locally, it's less than less 5%. Yep. Yeah. And it varies state to state. You know, south of us in Arkansas is about 100% steel. Illinois is about a 50-50 state. So every state obviously has a preference on what material to use. What do you think accounts for those differences? Anything that you see from your perspective? Um, I think there's some, I guess, false perceptions of costing. I think there's a lot of people that view steel as being expensive. And what we found through our research and our data that we are actually competitive on a pricing standpoint, along with the other benefits of steel as well. Well, let's, let's talk about the pricing. So there's some sort of difference at the time of construction about what the initial cost is versus other materials. Yes, yeah. So actually when we kind of kicked off our initiative here at DeLong's, you know, Missouri was a steel state up till the early 2000s, and now we've seen a really downtrend of steel in the state. So about 10 years ago, we kind of dug into it a little bit further, and at the time, Missouri DOT was like, well, you guys are 35% higher in initial cost compared to concrete. And, you know, that we were taken aback, to be honest with you, because we, we didn't know what happened. So we kind of dug into the data a little bit more, found that they were comparing complex steel bridges to, you know, simple concrete bridges. I always say that steel is great because you can do anything you want with it, but then it kind of lends itself to more complicated projects because you can do about anything you want with it. So that's what we found that they were doing when they were doing their analysis. So it was a little bit of apples to oranges comparison that was exactly. going on. Yeah. So we kind of dug our toes in and we, I mean, a true grassroots effort. We dug through bid tabs and li listed out all the bridges, any aspect of the bridge we could think we could filter out by. And in an apples apples comparison, we found that steel was very competitive and we could find actually similar bridges to where steel was cheaper and concrete was a little cheaper. I mean, so on an apples apples basis, I mean, it's about neck and neck. So you've been trying to help folks understand or get rid of some of the misconceptions related to what you're trying to do yeah. in the steel industry. Yeah, we're not, you know, we're not trying to hear to bash concrete or any views or anything. We're just, we want to educate people, at least to have steel in the forefront, like when you're in the initial parts of design, just to consider it, you know. And, you know, we always get the, the long, big structures, trusses, river crossings, that kind of stuff. But 
what we found we're also competitive in the small market too you know county bridges overpasses so you know you can't just rule out steel from a get-go just off a misperception yeah there are a lot more smaller projects than big huge river crossings and that's what you're trying to help folks understand yeah then that's what we kind of quote unquote call our standard bridges is what we think is like a two or three span overpass i mean that makes up right now missouri makes about 64 percent of their bridges fall mm-hmm. within that standard category and how, how are you going about educating folks what's your plan or what are your talking points when you're going through that education process one is the data we like to have data to back up kind of our views uh, right now we we feel pretty strongly in the data and what it's showing another is just uh, we're trying to reach out to dot's have like bridge forums or lunch and learns because you can't just change the market back overnight it's going to take some time and so it's it just going to probably take a little bit of while like a long time to kind of get that viewpoint kind of switched back to middle ground and so just i think educating people reaching out anyone that's interested in listening you know call a local fabricator and we all have access to a lot of the same data that we can provide a couple of years ago there was a big run up in steel prices and it seems like that's kind of settled down now have you seen that is that where are we on that continuum of steel pricing as far as what you have to deal with for raw materials yeah so we're on the downtrend now so we got a there's a decrease the other day Uh, that had been the second or third decrease in a row we've had in the last year so you know steel's trending in the right direction i'll say Mm -hmm. you know covid kind of threw a loop in every material out there sure you know steel got pretty crazy pricing right there for a minute and then now the material's going down, labor's kind of going up a little bit. So, um, but yeah, steel is definitely leveling off or at a minimum downtrending on pricing. What sort of projects do you have in the queue right now? Where are you headed? What's going on in the fab shop right now? Yeah, so one big job we're trying to wrap up uh, is over in Champaign, Illinois. Um, it's the I-74, I-57 interchange. They're putting two new flyover ramps. We're just, we're shipping out one of the flyover ramps now. And the second one's set to get finished fabricating. And it also gets metallized. So we have to send that to metallizer to get it. What what does that mean? So metallizing is, uh, it's basically galvanizing on a larger scale. It's uh, zinc coating. The application process is a little more cumbersome than dipping into a hot tank. But basically they take zinc sticks and almost paint it on the girders. And so you get, um, in their mind, you get a galvanized finish without having the limits of a dip tank so what sort of a geographic territory do you ship to if you're going over that far how far away do you go well with missouri not having much steel we've kind of had to venture out you know one of our bigger states is definitely illinois uh, with them being mixed materials like i mentioned earlier we go as far out as west virginia uh, as far north as north south dakota south we don't go very far it's usually missouri sometimes tennessee or kentucky and then Kansas is another big hitter for us out the west side. And I've heard that a lot from some of our folks who are in the highway and transportation industry that they do have to go farther afield to uh, keep the business running right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of work out there to be had. That's for sure. I know that, you know, we're trying to get this initiative kicked off in Missouri to be stay closer to home mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah, because I see up on the wall here, you've got your layout for your Jefferson City facility, and then you also have a Sedalia facility, and I understand you're doing expansion there, so yeah, we're always, you're growing. Yeah, we're always looking to expand. You know, when you talk to some of the guys that have been here for 40, 50 years, 
the longest girder at that time was 40 50 feet long only weighed a couple tons and now we're getting up to girders that are 140 feet long and 12 foot tall and so you know the market's only going to get longer heavier bigger so we're trying to keep on that forefront kind of stay stay proactive versus reactive technology is impacting every industry what are you seeing as far as the impact of technology on the steel fab shop or, or the whole steel industry as far as you're go, you guys are going yeah i mean it, every fab shop i think i can speak for everyone we're in the last 10 years have changed dramatically from how we do business there's a lot more equipment out there that makes the welds a lot cleaner a lot more efficient um, you can do at the same amount of work or more work with the same crew size that you have so you know our, our output is growing yeah, I think as far as technology goes, it's definitely made the quality of our product better. Um, it's allowed us to do more work with less people, and that's just going to keep increasing. As I know there's a lot of robotics that's getting thrown around right now in our industry, a lot of virtual assemblies. I mean, I haven't dug into AI and what that's going to do to our industry. You know, as far as the future goes for fabrication, I mean, every fab shop around the nation has increased their technology and being part of the steel industry, it's exciting to see what changes are going to come. So the takeaway from this conversation, if you're trying to communicate to a DOT engineer or to a potential user of steel versus other types of materials, what's the key message here? I think just have steel as an option. I mean, I think a lot of times in the TSNL or type, size, and location, the 10% design at phase. There's a lot of historical unit pricings that's used for steel based on a price per pound basis, and it's not always accurate. And I think it throws steel out of the equation a lot of times because of some of the complex or the weird geometry jobs that we take on. My advice to them is, you know, any designers, DOTs, if you're looking at a bridge, reach out to a local fabricator, and we can give you a budget price based on a lot you know, not that much info, basically. Uh, we've worked with very little info and gave them a pretty close ballpark number just because we're historic. We've been around for 80 years, so, you know, we, we kind of can look at some old jobs that were similar, or that kind of stuff, and provide a provide a number to them and even guidance, too. I mean, we, we're, I like to say, we're the experts in the field, and so we can tell you, like, when to use a certain type of diaphragm or stay away from this weld size or, you know, when you can eliminate a shopper field supplies so you know steel like i said before lends itself to be used in many applications but it also you know sometimes it makes it harder for the designer to hone in on what's most efficient and um, sometimes they spend hours eliminating weight when really that isn't going to affect the bottom line you know you could save a bunch of labor and have a cheaper price at the end of their day so so you can provide some of that value engineering or some of that technical assistance up front if they just uh call tanner at the longs that's right yep or any other local fabricator i mean we're we're part of aisc we're part of nsba there are a bunch of great fabricators across this country that are more than willing to help um just all you have to do is pick up the phone and call us and ultimately people are going to decide what's best for their project but you wanted to make an informed decision yes an accurate decision an accurate yep informed and accurate that's what we're going after Tanner, thank you so much. It sounds like the Longs is on the upswing, and it sounds like you're on the upswing too. So, if anybody wants to learn more, they can call the Longs or visit your website at www.delongsinc.com. Delongsinc.com.
Thank you, Tanner. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate you having me today. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.